What is up, everybody? Luke Jacoby here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not Luke Jacoby. That would be, uh, I know. You already dealt with me yesterday. Don't worry. I'm not doing the show today. I promise. Luke Jacoby is back in the driver's seat. He just went to go pee, so I figured I would just sort of step in for him. But forget it. He's back. Let, let's let's run the intro, guys. Let, let's run that intro. Producer AB, are you paying attention? Run that intro. Let's get ready to rumble! Nation jam-packed show today. Peloton of 5%. What's up, Discipline Investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingsley is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. What's up, everybody? Brewster AB, how are we doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are we doing? Doing well. Doing well. For, for those of you who, who are joining us, this is the Power Hour. This is the Stock Idea Show. The, the whole point of this, the, the reason why we're doing this, volume too loud. All right, we'll work on that. Uh, but, but, but the whole reason we do this is we want this to be the best trade idea resource out there. That's what we're going for, guys. If we are not delivering on that, you guys have mechanisms. Uh, you know, to, to come back. Is it still, is it still loud? Is it still too loud? I think you're okay now. All right. I'm okay now. All right. Good. All right. So, so we're going for trade ideas. Somebody saying Luke shaved. Yep. I did shave. I had my Spencer Israel beard going. It's gone. Um, so, so let's rip it. Let, let's rock it. Let's roll it. Um, let's get running and gunning guys. I've got a big, uh, long list of tickers today. Producer AB. I'm going to tell you what I have on my radar. Uh, and, and then why don't we just just jump straight into it and grab one out of the chat to, to get started? All right, but but uh, but on my list on my radar today, I've got New York Times, Peloton, Lumber Liquidators, Voyager Digital, uh, Leslie's, and just like some general market thoughts. Um, where do you, where do you want to start? Do you say you have a, a lumber stock in there? I have Lumber Liquidators ticker LL, Lima Lim- Lima, Lumber Liquidators. I, All right, I so like how many tickers is this? Let's count this out. We have. We have one, two, three, four, five. All right, so we have six stocks to get through. That's that's just from my list. All right, what, well, what do you think? We should, better, should we do six, six stocks, ten minutes? We better go get fast? going. You want to rapid fire them? We better get going. All right, and then Happy's got a, a ticker in the chat. SOS, I'm going to throw that on the list. Now we're up to seven. Uh, and then SKLZ, let's do skills two, eight. All right, we're, we're, we're going to do a sprint, okay? How, how about we, we do eight tickers, eight stocks, 16 minutes, two-minute stocks. Car lots, it. we'll do car lots, too. Now it's nine. Oh, boy. This list is growing. All right, I so first things first, Producer AB, I am highly frustrated with you. First ticker on the radar, all right? We're just hitting it. We're diving straight into it, to, to, ticker NYT. Let's do it. Wait, why are you frustrated? Oh, and Kodak. Oh my gosh. Yes, Kodak is 100 percent going on the list. We have 10 stocks. All right, 10 stocks, 15 minutes. Let's go. We're, we're doing a speed run. All right. If if anybody is out there in Zinger Nation, smash that like button, share the stream. We're about to do a stock speed run. 10 stocks, 15 minutes. Let's go through them. Uh NYT hit. Remember, your producer AB. Do you remember I pitched my short thesis on NYT and then made a short trade on the stock on Monday? I do. I remember. Yeah. Live on the show, I made the live options trade. Yep. All right. 
So it oh. hit. It hit. Let's go. Let's scroll down to these NYT calls, okay? Or puts, sorry. All right, check this out. NYT. 42%. My puts are up. I accidentally sold them, producer AB. Nobody um, told me. You didn't tell me. Zigger Nation didn't tell me. Okay, it was, it was, I literally just did a lesson on selling puts. It was, it was a put selling lesson. Uh, uh, and, and I meant to buy puts on New York on NYT that is short thesis into earnings. I said this is this is like a little bit of a YOLO earnings trade. The, the thesis is, is that, that the news cycle has way died down, that the analyst estimates have still been high. Uh, and so so the trade hit. I got the direction right. I got the strike price right. Everything was right, except for the fact that I literally uh, sold them instead of buying them. So, so I would have had a 109% return, but but because I had it filled out on, on the de- default sell, uh, I accidentally sold the put, so now I'm down 109% on the trade. What in the literal fuck? Can I, I, we need to get the opposite of an air horn for that. Yeah, so 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 if you followed me into NYT, congratulations to you, because you probably did not make the same simple mistake that I did when I was literally I was taking everybody through the trade. We picked out the strike, we picked out the time horizon, we did all that. I did the full thesis. It was like a ten minute stock pitch. Okay, guys, everybody watched me. I bought. I I made the trade live on the screen. Nobody told me that I that I hit sell instead of hit buy on the puts. God damn it. Okay. All right, so so there's the first one on the speed run. Basically, NYT takeaway: the thesis was right. Sometimes it's better to be right than 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 just to uh uh you know it's better to be right than to make money. Sometimes you know you'll 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 hear Spencer Spencer Israel say the opposite: it's better to make money than to be right. Well, sometimes it's just better to be right. All right, so so that's the deal there, guys. All right, on to the next one. Uh, you you want another one? Producer Do it. AB? I want more. I want all right, more. All right. We're doing the speed run. If you guys are just joining us, we're doing a speed run. We're doing 10 stocks, 15 minutes. Like the stream. Share the speed stream. We're running and gunning. Next one, Peloton, ticker PTON, Papa Tango, Oscar, November. Stock is down another 13% today. Basically, they announced a recall on their treadmills. This is my trusty Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. Um, if you want to start a two-week trial, it's free. Totally non-committal. Go ahead, start, 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 start that that two-week free trial. Um, but all right, pa- Peloton uh, stock down thirteen percent on on uh, uh, that recall. Um, you know, ba- basically, you've got analysts coming out against it. It was remember we had that bad news about the 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 death and like there was that the warning that came out from the government. Uh, I've been a hater on this one for a while, but I think it's just too much of a risky one to, to, to hit it short. The reason why I want to do this one today is, one, to highlight the price action. I mean, this is a falling knife, right? It has not found support. I mean, there's really not a ton of support in sight. Maybe if you go all the way back here, you, you have somewhere on the $80 level. So I want to throw this one out to Zinger Nation. Uh, if you guys like Peloton, throw the one in the chat. If not, throw the two in the chat. I've been a longtime Peloton hater because my opinion is is that all fitness fads are exactly that fads that they are not here to stay. They don't stick around. I can't think of a single one that, that stuck around other than basically the advent of working out, which happened in the seventies. Um, producer AB, as we wait for wait for these ones and twos to come in from Zinger Nation and guys, you cannot abstain. You have to vote one way or another. Uh, producer AB, do you have an opinion on the stock? On Peloton, I'm 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 short Peloton. I mean, even from this point, are you I bearish mean- on it? Or are you actually short it? Um, I've like like I'm bearish on it, but I never actually t- shorted the stock. I think it's a really hard stock to short with the timing. I'm bearish. I'm not. I'm not actively shorting it, but I'll I'll see if this comes up a little bit. Like maybe back up to you know if it goes back up a hundred or something, then maybe I will open a short position on it. I just think it's very overbought. I mean, I think the whole thing. I think their whole business model of selling these really expensive bikes and treadmills. They have a very small 
um, you know, customer base, like the amount of people that can actually afford to buy a $3,000 stationary bike or however, however much it is, is just too small. You know, I'd rather take that hundred dollars a month. You can pay for it, get a gym membership. And then you get the, you know, stationary bikes at the gym and the, and the racks and the, you know, dumbbells, you get everything for the same price that you get for the, for the yeah. bike and the Peloton. So great, great comment out of the chat too, coming from Hacks. I'm horrible timing with Peloton when most are headed back to the gym as well. Yep. No bueno. Uh, again, it, it's one of those stocks that I've been bearish on forever. I think you're spot on producer AB in the chat with your designation. Literally nobody is bullish on this one. All right. I mean that, that's, we got some fair weather fans. There were a lot of bulls in this one when it was, you know, we go back a month. It was still off the highs. So there was a lot of bulls, but all right. You wanted the lumber name again, guys, we're, we're doing the speed run 10 stocks, 15 minutes. Next one up on the radar. Lumber liquidators ticker LL Lima Lima uh, stock is down. It's off uh, 11% today. This is coming after uh, a bad Q1 earnings report. Um, so, 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 so here, here's the, here's my thinking here, producer AB T tell me what you think of this. I, I was trying to dig in the numbers didn't look horrible. The guidance was fine. There was no commentary that really stood out to, to make me want to be a hater of this stock. Um, but basically here, here's my thinking on ticker LL uh, as to why it's down. If you don't know, right. The, the name is, is pretty straightforward. They sell lumber, they sell flooring, they sell all, all that sort of thing. Um, the, the, the reason why I think that it's down amid increasing lumber prices is is because it's the lumber producers who are, who are making money off of those increasing lumber pr prices. They're a reseller, right? They don't own any forests or, or grow their own wood or anything along those lines. Um, and, and so be, because prices have been increasing, they haven't seen significant enough margin expansion to offset a, a decline in sales from increasing lumber prices. Um, there, there was a lot of energy built into this report. So, so that's basically my thesis there on ticker LL. I actually sort of like it on this down day. Uh, I'm not going to get into the stock right now. Um, you know, I, I always want to wait for a stock to catch some of its footing. I don't want to pick the, the you know, the falling knife. I mean, in... And then, you know, it's at 1750 before it reverses, right? Um, so, so I actually sort of like this one off of that thesis. Um, you know, you're going to have a, quite a while before there's any real catalyst on the stock. Again, it's not like there's a PR-heavy company. I mean, we probably won't hear from the company at least until their next quarterly earnings report. Um, so, so that's where I'm at on ticker LL. Producer AB, any opinions on that one? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think, as you said, I, th I think if we continue to see lumber prices where they're at, this could be a good buy. And we could see this go up about 10, 15% easily. But, you know, if lumber starts coming back down to earth, uh, maybe that will scare some people off the stock. But Luke, I was thinking maybe we should just get into some, some you know, straight up commodity trading. Maybe we should just start some trading lumber names. Some, some, no, let's just start trading lumber like on the on the commodity oh, markets. Just trade trade lumber futures. Yeah, trade lumber futures. Trade. I don't uh, even know how to trade lumber futures. I bet we can figure it out. Let's get let's do a lesson. Let's get someone who knows. Actually, I have the perfect guy. Come on, we, yeah, we can do that too, or we can just try to figure it out. Lumber yeah. futures. Is it as simple as this? No, no results. Lumber. What if we type in lumber? Nope. Do they have commodity futures on interactive brokers? For sure. Oh, Christian Gallagher said he would love that. All right, Christian, we're doing it. We're going to do a, a lumber futures or just commodity futures uh, lesson in general. All right. So you can deliver for us on that one, producer AB? Yes, sir. Mark it down. Write it down. I'm writing it down right now. Boom. All right. There it is. So, so all right. Speed run. First three down. Seven more to go. Next up on the radar ticker VYGVF. Can't leave out my Voyager Digital, especially when it has news, even though I'm not in the stock right now. Um, 
I'm pretty much even, right? I, I wanted to do some bottom picking and I didn't. I regret it. I, I bombed out of the stock in the 24s, somewhere in the, the middle 24s. But basically, I sold the stock on, on the Coinbase IPO day when Coinbase could not hold its opening price. I viewed it as, as negative for the whole group, uh, which ended up being right. Uh, but 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 Voyager has been like shot out of a cannon and it has reversed um, and charged back ahead, even though the rest of the group has, has continued to stay depressed. So for all of you, Voyager backholders, congratulations to you. Shout out to you. Um, today, big news out of the stock in case you missed it. Let's pull it up really quick. I think this is actually huge. Um, but, but Voyager Digital is, is uh, uh, the Margaret Bellion are going to launch an online brokerage for, for stocks and options. Huge news. Huge. They're, they're working with Market Rebellion. Do you know who the Market Rebellion guys are, Producer AB? No, but they sound awesome. Uh, okay, they sound awesome. Uh, what, what, they, they, they're the uh, Nigerian brothers. John and Pete oh. Nigerian. Yeah. The ones with the ponytails? Yeah. I actually got a sweet shout out on Friday. All right, this is going to be an aside from, from, from the stock, and then we'll get back to Voyager Digital. Um, ch check this out, Producer AB. All right, maybe not. Maybe the internet doesn't just doesn't want to load. Um, check this out, oh, John Nigerian. There Doing we go. Follow Friday. Sort of dope. There we go. Above Jason Rasnick. That I mean, that's the most important part. Again, that comes back to the whole being right or making money thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was solid. He's got two hundred thousand. We have a lot of uh, uh, past Power Hour guests on there. Boom. But again, guys, go, going back to the stocks, do, doing the speed run on the stocks again, like the stream, share the stream, hit that thumbs up, but, up button on your YouTube. But Voyager Digital uh, for, forming an online brokerage. I, I think this is huge, especially since they're going to have the Nigerians with them. I bet that they drive users. I mean, Voyager has been adding a shit ton of users. So they're not only going to have the most crypto coins out of everybody, they're also going to have uh, the most number of users. They're also going to be offering stocks and options. I think like like they're maybe solidifying themselves as the best Robin Hood challenger. There's a lot of Robin Hood challengers. I think that that they're in a a decent spot for it. What about isn't uh what's the other one like SoFi Capital or something that's supposed to be a, a Robin Hood challenger from Chama? Come on, you know about SoFi. It's a SPAC deal. Chama. Oh, I got another good one. The CEO of SoFi threw threw me a hit me on a DM on Twitter too. Oh wow, we're making moves, go. producer AB. All right, Benzinga, Benzinga's blowing up. Zinger Nation is taking over. Okay. A DM from the CEO so far. I mean, that's pretty impressive. If you hear uh, Zinger Nation, you know y'all. He was talking shit. He said your show sucks, dude. Uh, that's what he <laughs> messaged me. Um, but you know, hey, it was you know I appreciate the acknowledgement. Um, hey, feedback is feedback. Yeah. So so, anyways, I think that I am gonna take a crack back into Voyager Digital. What what, what I'm going to do before I get long this stock again is, is they're gonna have their earnings report coming out uh, sometime in the middle to end of May. So so in one one to two weeks, I would guess. Uh, I want to rerun the numbers and come up with a new earnings estimate based on those numbers. They do have a new uh, uh, the, the the way that I analyze this stock and come up with estimates for earnings is, is that on their website that they, they publish these investor relations uh, uh, decks. Uh, I go through those and I basically use the user numbers, the net deposit numbers to back into the, the number of people that are added to the platform. From there, I, I estimate revenue per user and use that to project uh, uh, their their financials. I've done it a ton of times. I, I post it all on Twitter as well. Um, so, so basically, I'm, I'm, I want to dig through those numbers real quick before I get back long in the stock into earnings. But, but I like this one. The move into equities, I think, is huge. Uh, we got to figure out the timing on that and, and that sort of thing. Um, but, but let me shout out this one. Any, anybody else is still in Voyager Digital? If so, throw me the one. If not, throw me the two. 
All right, I'm, I'm curious where he's at there. But all right, guys, we're on the speed run. One, two, three, four. Four, four out of ten stocks down on the speed run. Ten stocks, 15 minutes. Let's keep it going. Ticker L-E-S-L, Leslie's, Lima, Echo, Sandy, Lima. This is my pool supply stock. Um, we, we're, we're long this one. We've been long this one for a while. It's another one of those trades that we got long on the show with. You know, we, we make, I love making these, these live show trades. Let's find it in the live portfolio here. Let's show you guys what exactly we own. It, it's the 25 strike calls. There it is. Boom. All right. I don't know why we're not getting quotes on it today. Uh, none of my options look like they're quoting today. Um, but, but basically Leslie's, we, we, we own the 25 strike calls. Um, so, so we're weighing the money there, right? So, so, so we had the 25 strike. The stock's already up to 30 bucks. So, so we already made $5 per call right there. Wow, the group is mixed on, on Voyager. Awesome. Uh, so I, I'm going to hold this. I'm going to let this one ride into earnings today. Producer AB. You know what? I like that. I'm gonna go. I, uh, I sold some options last week before the earnings came out on the respective stocks, and it didn't work out for me. And so I like that, you know. If, if you if you got in for the thesis for the earnings, then you got to stick it out through through the earnings, right? Yeah, and so I mean, I, I think we have four calls, which represents four hundred shares. We're up five dollars per share, All right? So, so we're already up two grand on the trade. That that's that's you know decent for a swing trade. We, we could could we blow it up tonight? Absolutely. Um, you know, could could we double it tonight? Absolutely as well. I'm letting it ride again. The thesis was earnings. I don't typically I, I typically bomb out of these things right into earnings. We bought this with the thesis earnings. Let me remind you guys what happened to the to their closest publicly traded competitor, Pool Corp, ticker P O O L. Look at this nice earnings gap that Pool got. I would love to see a gap like that on Leslie's tomorrow. If so, producer A B, we're rich, we're retiring, we're never doing the show again. Okay. So 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 that, that that's my move on Leslie's. All right, five out of ten down. Uh, ticker. Now we're now we're pulling them out of the chat. Th those were my five stocks to talk about. Again, we're we're flying through these. We're doing rapid fire power hour stock session. Again, guys, hit that like, hit that share. Let, let's keep burning down the list. This one ticker SOS out of the chat. This is one year daily candles that we have up on the screen now. I'm gonna zoom us into to the to the five day right here. Gotta love that momentum, right? Uh, if, if it were if it were me getting into this thing, right? If I was trying to trying to make a day trade out of this one, I would wait. I would say let let let's let's smash through those all time highs. Right? It looks like the the high tick of the day is at four seventy three, four seventy four. If it clears that, I, I would I would smash that thing long. Um, if not, I'm just sort of hanging out on the sidelines while, while watching this thing go. Um, but I don't know. For, shout out for all of you SOS bag holders. I mean, this thing has been a dog forever. Maybe let's go back a month, back three months. I mean, it, it's, it's been brutal for all of you that got into this in the tens and the double digits and that sort of thing. Again, it looks really nice on a day trade. Um, you know, I, I'd be waiting for it to clear out those day highs and that's when I'd be, be hitting it. I, I, any opinions on this one, producer AB? Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, I think if I'm going to get into one of these crypto uh, mining plays, I might pick a different one. You know, you got Mara, you got Can, you got Hive, Blockchain that we had on the, on the list yet or on the show yesterday. Um, people talk about, you know, I think SOS is, is in China or Hong Kong or something, and people are seem to be like kind of scared to him. I don't know. I don't know if you have an opinion on that, Luke, about trading like Chinese stocks. You know, there's been a history of some misreporting of numbers stuff like that i don't know i don't so yeah but i don't think that's the case here they, they, they did put out the, the catalyst today is that they did come out and put out their 2020 numbers and they showed four million dollars of profit for the year versus one and a half million in 2019 nobody i don't think is buying this for for today's numbers um you know i think they're buying it for for the future of what crypto mining looks like um so so i don't think you have to worry worry about you know numbers on this thing 
Bill Big D, by the way, chiming in, always has good advice. One of one of one of the solid solid members in your nation out there. He's saying dump the Leslies. I know that's probably the the you know thing to do. <laughs> have a couple G's on it, but whatever. We're we're gonna let it ride. I think we're maybe, maybe we'll dump half the position. Well, how about this? How about this, producer AB? Well, well, so I'm not getting my my quotes on my options and my interactive brokers right now, so I don't actually know where this thing is trading. I'm I'm guessing that that it's at a, at about five dollars. I mean, maybe we can pull up a chart and see what's at. Oh my god, what did I just guess that it's trading about, producer AB? Um, right around there. Right. I said right about. I said I just said it's trading at right about five dollars. Um, right it's literally five. five on the dot. Let's fucking go. Um, but all right, yeah, may, maybe we dump half of this one. We'll, 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 we're putting this on the list and putting the double star next to it. That means we're coming back to it before the show's over. Maybe we'll trade, get rid of half the position in, into their after hours earnings report. All right, next up again, ten stocks, fifty minutes sprint. We're, we're doing the stock sprint, guys. Uh, this one's also coming out of the chat ticker SKLZ. Uh, so it's Sandy Kilo Lima Zulu skills. Um, I don't know. Is there news on this one? Okay, this is a Kathy Woodstock. Yep. Canaccord Genuities maintaining their buy, lowering their price target to thirty. Um, they did that after hours earnings yesterday. Let's let's look at the numbers really quick. Um, and I'm just going to blow right past what, what their quarterly results are. And I'm just going to jump straight ahead to the guidance guys. When, when company, when public companies release earnings, it's something that they have to do every quarter. Um, the t- typically what they do, uh, uh, is that they'll oftentimes say, Hey, here's how much money we expect to make in some future period of time, whether it's the next quarter, the next year, whatever that may be. Um, you know, I, I, it always, it's, it's more important. It's more important than what they did in the past quarter, what, what they say that they're going to do. Um, so, so skills, you've got guidance, 336 to 370. That's a big range. That's a big range. 336, 375 for the year. So they expect the revenue to be versus 369 estimates. So the guidance is weak. They, they, they do announce, um, uh, the former Airbnb CFO. I sort of, I mean, that's sort of interesting. Stocks down 5% based on those. I don't know this stock or this company based on those numbers alone. I like it off of those numbers. The chart looks ugly as hell. Um, I don't like it on that, but, but, but if it's, it's just based on, uh, the chart, it's just based on those numbers. I, I sort of like it. Yeah. I mean, looking at the chart, I'd like to see a little bit of a curl back up some little uptrend before I get into it. Um, I'm not trying to find the bottom on anything, although it does look like it's, it's come up a little bit from its bottom, but yeah, let's, let's keep an eye on this one, Luke. Cause, um, I like when you're able to, you know, go through the numbers, find some good financials. I think you got a good idea by looking at those numbers, if it's going to be, um, profitable or not boom jake Lu- jake, jake Lucobi in the chat all right i'm a head ticker lotz car lots next one we're doing the speed run guys if you're just joining us we're doing the stock speed run we're, we're doing 10 stocks 15 minutes you already missed seven of them three more to go we, we have five minutes producer ab uh this one car lots out of the chat i don't like any of these names at all right now i i am uh th- this is what we're going to do on the show tomorrow producer ab T- tomorrow we're going to go through my entire portfolio check this out i own a ton of stocks this is my live brokerage account. Oh, I just closed it. Let's go back really quick. This is my live brokerage account. Maybe we can go back. Maybe we can't. Yeah, there it is. All right. I own a ton of stocks, right? If we just scroll through them, a ton. Of, I'm going to go through every, tomorrow on the show, we're going to export this to a CSV. We're going to go through every single position and we're just going to like clear out junk, right? Like there's junk in here that I don't want to be owning anymore. I don't want to be shorted anymore, right? These, these are a mix of both long and short positions. We're just going to go through and like tighten it up, clean out the junk. There's a lot of stocks that like like I'll get into it and just sort of let it linger. It's a problem that I have. It's not a good thing, but that's what happens. Big shout out Ruel Black in the in the chat. Make sure you go subscribe to his channel. You search Ruel Black YouTube. 
boom, you will get to it. Great channel. Um, but but Carlotts, I mean, I don't like these names at all right now. The, mo- the energy is against them. The momentum is against them. Uh, I, I did hop back into some of the SPACs recently and then sold calls against them. At least I covered my ass a little bit by lowering the cost basis by selling call- calls against the stock positions. But but I'm like back to bearish on these. I, I don't. I'm not a fan. Um, so so I don't know. I'm I'm definitely not a buyer. Carlotts right here. Yeah, I know we've talked about this before, but kind of feeling as if the uh, the reopening recovery COVID play has kind of played out. Um, so I I agree with that. I think I want to see Carlotts. You know, we'll, we'll see if we if we see Carlotts just like uh, skills we were looking at last. If we see it get on that uptrend, then maybe it can get a little more enticing. But the chart now, when you when you see something just down that much, and I know we've had some choppy market days the past couple of weeks, but if you look at SPY or anything like that, the market hasn't looked like that. So if you see a stock like that, that's you know been kind of tanking like that, I, I need I need to see some recovery before I get in. Yep, agreed. And, and the chat is definitely absolutely not with us on on this one, producer AB. There there's a, there's a lot of Carlotts lovers out there. Uh, so, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to throw it out to Zinger Nation. You cannot abstain, right? You have to pick one way or another. If you guys like Carlotte Zinger LOTZ right now, uh, throw the one in the chat. If not, throw the two. This is definitely the most controversial one that we've brought up. Everybody's on the same page. Nobody likes Peloton right now. Uh, the New York Times one, yes. We all agreed that was depressing. Lumber Liquidators, Voyager. Wait, wait, wait. Right? Before we get to Kodak, you said no one likes uh, no one likes Peloton right now. I want to show you. I want. I need to show you something real quick. Let me share my screen. Spencer Israel owns a lot of Peloton. He also owns a lot of Doge. I was trying to get him to sell yeah, some Spencer last Spencer Israel night. holds, I think his whole portfolio is a combination of Peloton and Doge. So look, we tweeted out this article, Peloton plummets on treadmill recall. Look who's long, our boy. Oh shit, let's get him on here. All right. hop on. I did, I asked him what to hop on Power Hour right now to talk some Peloton. We got to get him on. We got to hear his long thesis. All right, I'll text him. Boom. Boom. All right, we'll have to do that. We got to bring right. the boys back in a minute. Back to you. Back to Kodak. All right, free Kodak. Free Kodak, one-year chart. Kodak Kodak Black here in the screen. All right, still a hater of this stock, still a seller of this stock, okay? Uh, I don't know why somebody threw this in here. I don't know if it was a joke. Um, but but <laughs> look at this one. I bet, I bet Jason still likes Peloton. We'll have to ask him. <laughs> It gets here. All right, but 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 all right. Free free Kodak KOD KODK Kilo Oscar Delta Kilo. Um, you know, stocks going sideways. It's like a whatever thing. Uh, I I am still a hater of this stock. Uh, I don't know why somebody threw this in here. I think they do it to troll me because every time the Kodak comes comes up, I get so triggered. All right, I'm gonna zoom it out. I, I can't help myself, producer IB. I'm, I'm gonna go on lecture about it. I'm gonna zoom this out. Here's a ten year chart of Kodak. We don't need to go that far. Maybe we need to go five years. Here's a five year chart of Kodak. Look at. Every like couple of years, whenever something becomes like the big hot new thing, Kodak comes out and they says, "Boom, we are we are that company." So check it out. Uh, late late 2017, uh, you know, into 2018, crypto was the hottest thing, right? So Bitcoin made its 20k run. Kodak says, "We are no longer a camera company. We're not the Kodak company that you used to know and love and trust. We are now a crypto company." Stock pops like like in a massive way, two dollars to twelve dollars, right? Boom. All right, and and then this year, co- co- coronavirus, right? All, all the COVID stocks, those are the runners. Everybody loves the COVID stocks. Kodak comes out and says, boom, we're, we're now a COVID play all the way back down. Okay. It, it, any company that does this consistently and over and over and over and over again, it's like every time that something's hot, boom, that's what Kodak does. I, I think, I think it's like, like, like swindling. It, it's not, it's, you're, you're suckering all the money in, right? All, you're suckering all, all, all the retail money in there. That's why I'm a hater in Kodak. I've always been a hater in Kodak. First time for the day. 
For whoever just pulled me by bringing Kodak up again because I can't help myself and, and I just get triggered, okay? You, you did it. You win. China. Uh, and so there you go. All right. You know, you, you call that swindling. You call it the management team being opportunistic, yada, yada. I, I think it's versatility. I think it shows. Well, you know, I hit the, hit the Donald Trump China button is because in one of Trump's China lectures, he went on and on about Kodak and how Kodak is going to help us fight, fight the coronavirus. So, so it's sort of <laughs> it a Trump full pump. circle. It was a Trump pump. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last one. We're doing the power rod. If you guys are just joining us, we're doing 10 stocks, 15 minutes. Uh, last stock of the day, stock number 10, also coming out of the chat. Let's zoom this one way in. We want to look at daily candles on this one. Uh, Coinbase coin. It's been about three weeks now that this thing has been trading as a public company, has not been able to find its footing. Valuation is monstrous. The ratios are not crazy by any means. If anybody's going out there and they're looking at like traditional valuation ratios and saying Coinbase is so overvalued, it's crazy. It's not right. The valuation ratios are, are aggressive. Sure. But 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 they're not like insane by by any means. I mean I mean let, let's look where, where's uh pull, pull up a market cap for me producer AB. Um, I, well, I gotta get these Coinbase numbers. You know what's funny about uh the market cap of Coinbase is I'm pretty sure last night Dogecoin's market cap surpassed Coinbase's and guess what's not available on Co- Coinbase Dogecoin. Yes, you cannot trade yeah Voyager. You can Voyager Daily YGBF. And another thing. I don't think Robinhood has been the number one most downloaded app on the uh, on the app store since all the GameStop stuff. Robinhood right, last but, night. But will you pull me a Coinbase uh, uh, market cap right now while I'm looking for this yeah. for for these numbers? All right, here's the IPO day. It's gonna be right around here. It's like one or two days. So I'm seeing a market the... cap of fifties, about fifty-seven billion. Fifty-seven billion. Okay, and then they had revenue. They gave us EBITDA. All right, check this out. Adjusted EBITDA, $1.1 billion for Q1. Okay, so $1.1 billion for Q1. We're just going to do really simple math. Yes, we're going to use a calculator. 1.1 times 4 is 4.4. And what was your market cap, producer AB? Around 58 or $57 billion. All right, so you have $57 billion divided by $4.4 billion. Is it 4.4 billion, right? They said they did 1.1 billion of, of adjusted EBITDA on Q1. So it's 4.4 billion of adjusted EBITDA. If you just straight line that across the year, right? It's a quick, very simple analysis. But that means that the stock is only trading at 13 times EBITDA. That is not crazy. Is that like a deep value stock? Absolutely not. No, it's not, right? It's not eight times EBITDA. It's not five times EBITDA. But 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 I mean, it, it's it's very much in line. Uh, we'll, we'll guess, producer AB, this will be the last one. Guess what the S&P 500 average EBITDA is. Um, even down to sales ratio, even down to sales ratio. I don't know. That's a hard one. What do you say? Coinbase is eight. Uh, or I'm sorry. We're sorry. Uh, not even down to sales. The EVD EBITDA. Uh, yeah. Okay. Coinbase is at is 13. Okay. I'm going to go average S and P's is 11. Nope. It's, it's a little over 15. Okay. A little over 15. Okay, right. So, so, so if you compare it to S and P five hundred, it's not like like it's, it's not like a crazy tech stock that's trading, you know, way overpriced that sort of thing. So I actually do sort of like Coinbase here. Um, the 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 thing that's giving me a ton of conviction, right? They, they had a monster Q one. Uh, crypto was hot. If they can maintain that, I I think they're they're golden. I think it's it's a very serious buy at these prices. I, I'm adding it to the to the DD list to just dig a little bit deeper and see if I can get a sense as to hey, what, how how are Q two numbers looking? Um, but I actually sort of like Coinbase here. Um, and we'll throw this one out to the chat. Last one, Coinbase, you like the stock, hit the one. If not, hit the two. 
and that will be our stock sprint. Ten socks, fifteen minutes. I'm out of breath. I like I like coin too. I might I might sit stay on the sideline though and wait to see if it gets a little bit lower. But look, this is gonna be it looks it appears to be the company appears to be the forefront leader in crypto, you know, trading all this and going forward. We know Luke, crypto's not going anywhere, right? Yes, correct. You got it. It will be interesting to see if they ever add Dogecoin. Yes, it will. But all right, producer AB, you have a hot interview to get to. I'm dropping my Twitter in the chat, guys. Throw me the follow. I throw a lot of ideas. A lot of the research that I do that we talk about on the show goes out on there first. Throw me the follow. Say hi. Producer AB, uh, I- I'm going to let you get to it. Does that sound good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, that was our stock sprint. That was nice. We got a lot of stocks in there. Um, and now we have a very special guest, CEO of Duos Technology, coming on. How's it going, Mr. Ferry? It's going terrific. Thanks for uh, having us today. Yeah, of course. Do you want to, um, if you mind, just introducing yourself to our audience real quick, telling us a little background about Duos Technology? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm Chuck Ferry. I'm the CEO for Duos Technologies Group. We're traded on the NASDAQ at DUOT. Um, I've been the CEO here since uh, September 1st of last year. I uh, replaced uh, the founder and retiring CEO, Gianni Arcani, um, who's enjoying his retirement right now. Uh, briefly about the company, we are um, a, a high-end technology company. We deliver uh, two real, uh, I think, breaking, uh, c- cutting-edge technologies, one into the rail industry, uh, the second into the uh, logistics and intermodal industry. With the rail industry, we re- deliver a thing called Rail Inspection Portal. Think of it as a large uh, car garage full of uh, optical, laser, and speed sensors. Uh, it then, uh, a, speed, a train moving at full speed uh, progresses through that. And in a matter of 10 minutes, the entire train is scanned 360 degrees, approximately 70 inspection points on each rail car at high speed. And in about 10 minutes, an actionable report is produced through a set of software and artificial intelligence, which our rail customers can then uh, action on in terms of safety and, uh, and velocity. So... Uh, the other is a similar set of technologies that we uh, employ with uh, large logistics intermodal yards. Only now we're talking about trucks uh, entering and exiting uh, large these these large yards. So I'm just going to back up for a second because I want to make sure I got it right and everyone in, in the chat and audience has it right. So th- is this this is for would be for the safety of passengers on the train or for the train itself? Yeah, so right now we're primarily deployed with uh, class one railroads, which are moving, you know, high, high amounts of freight uh, on, on the rail lines. Uh, we, we, we have employed it with, with the transit rail before, but right, right now primarily it's with uh, three pretty large uh, class one uh, customers, primarily around freight. What they're trying to do is we're trying to help them improve what they call uh, precision railroading. Uh, precision railroading obviously wants to make railroading safer, uh, but it also wants to increase the velocity um, because railroads basically measure themselves in terms of, you know, uh, miles per hour per car per year. So anytime you have a rail car that's not moving, it's not making any money. Uh, so that's re- that's really what we're trying to help with. Got it. Understood. So it seems like in a, in a business like this where you're doing, you know, a lot of uh, work for other companies that are, are running um, train. Do you, do you have um, a lot of partnerships already set up? Yeah, we've been, you know, I would consider our, our strategic partners really are, are the current class one customers that we have. We do uh, quite a bit of work and, and we're partnered with uh, Canadian National, uh, CSX and KCS. We're, 
a real privilege to be able to work with our teams. We, we love doing it. Um, and then uh, obviously we have relationships. Uh, uh, one of our board members, Mr. Ed Harris, is the prior uh, recently retired COO out of uh, CSX and previously with CN. Uh, CN. And, uh, and he's been very helpful. He just recently joined our board. Uh, he's been quite helpful in uh, helping us understand the rail industry from a more senior and strategic level. And, uh, and on a go forward basis, uh, we're, we're working to match up to that. Got it. And then, yeah, so it, that's part, is that part of the uh, new management turning around the business kind of post COVID? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, folks that have followed us know that, uh, you know, I've, we've joined and we talked about our quarterly earnings call where, look, we're trying to turn the business around. The business for in the last several years has been primarily in a research and development mode. Uh, it really hasn't uh, been particularly, well, it hasn't been profitable. Um, and, uh, and it's had some challenges in, uh, uh, in, in delivering, uh, you know, kind of on time, on budget. So uh, I've been involved several times before in turnarounds, uh, both in uh, regular, I'll call them civilian businesses, as well as uh, military organizations. So we're applying those principles here to DUOS. Um, and uh, we've already made a lot of progress in the last eight or nine months uh, to, to make that headway. Uh, I think our current customers are a lot happier with that. And uh, we've got more improvements to come, but now we're really getting into production mode. Um, and we really think we'll be we're hitting it pretty hard this, this year, uh, which is why we've been pretty, uh, you know, we've given the guidance that we have uh, for 2021 and forward. Got it. Yeah, so I understand from my notes I see, so, so you're guiding to 100% revenue growth. Is that correct? Yeah, basically, we look, uh, 2020 was a very difficult year, although the company was uplisted to the NASDAQ, uh, in, I think it was in February, you know, literally right after it was listed, we went into COVID-19. Uh, customers fortunately didn't cancel any orders, but they certainly delayed them as everybody kind of paused to see what this was going to really do, you know, in, inside the, the, these industries. Um, fortunately, as we as I kind of joined uh, a good timing on my part, uh, those orders began to come back in. Uh, we showed a pretty good uh, showing in, in Q4. Um, going forward, uh, we're guiding to 18 million. We finished the year at eight million dollars top line revenue. Um, this year, we're guiding to $18 million uh, for 2021. Um, we're guiding to that primarily, and I feel confident about it because it's really uh, relying on orders that we're already in discussions with current customers. Um, and, and then, again, we, we got a number of opportunities that are outside of that. That would be accretive to that $18 million. Uh, but we've, got, we've given guidance to that. I feel pretty strongly that if, if you want to run a proper company that's going to create value, you need to give guidance. And then you need to hit that guidance. And so uh, our first two quarters, Q1 and Q2, will be a little light on revenue. That's projected. And then Q3 and Q4, the way our pipeline is coming out, will be very, very strong in order to hit that $18 million. So, oh, um, I don't know what that was. So I know uh, it seems like a lot of, you know, maybe other companies in your space, a lot of eyes on the, on the Biden, um, you know, infrastructure plan. What impact does that plan you see have on not only your company, but the industry as a whole? Yeah, I think uh, the, the, obviously uh, infrastructure is a big deal and railroad fits right into that. I, I think the Biden, as, as we're looking at it, and we have a group of folks that are looking at it in greater detail. I think in overall, it will be very, very positive for, for my business and, and others that uh, either support the industry or operate in industry. Um, obviously, we'll have to wait and see as those uh, bills uh, progress through Congress, what they really mean. Uh, but uh, we've been uh, working to uh, uh, break into the transit railroad. 
Um, we are working uh, to win a bit of Amtrak work, and we're looking forward to that. Um, obviously, they stand to benefit uh, from that infrastructure package uh, in its current format. And, uh, and so we're certainly uh, think we're, we're in a very good position uh, to be able to assist with uh, that infrastructure growth. Likewise, we have uh, some other solutions that uh, we're in discussion with, for example, agencies like Customs and Border Protection um, and, and high-speed railroad crossings as, as it relates to uh, uh, border protection. We know that uh, the Biden administration, we believe, is uh, more interested in using technologies to protect the border versus uh, hard, uh, you know, hardened structures. Um, we will have to see how that plays out, but we think that that will also be uh, something for us to watch in, in our industry. Got it. Oh, sorry about that. Can you? Can you? Oh, here we go. Um, so, j just backing up real quick, what exactly is the um, kind of, I guess, benefit of doing freight transit? So, you know, transporting goods via yeah. railroads as opposed to you know on semis on the highway. Well, I think there's an application for both, but the reason why I think this is uh, a, an important uh, way forward for the for the railroads is this. So the Federal Rail Administration or the FRA uh, regulates the all, all of the railroads uh, in, North, in the U.S., um, similar to the way the FAA regulates the aviation industry and for good reason. Um, and so that uh, the FRA has a, a set of regulations that requires physical inspections done by uh, mechanical car inspectors. Uh, to inspect a train uh, from top to bottom uh, anytime it departs a switchyard. Um, and so that process can take anywhere from an hour to sometimes up to three hours, depending on the size and breadth of the train. Obviously, they're doing that in all weather conditions, you know, uh, sleet and snow, what have you. Um, the railroads, because they, on their, of, co of course, they're on their own, they do quite a bit of maintenance, and that, that's a key part of their, uh, their expenses, they also do an inspection of their trains when they're inbound or coming into the switchyards so they can identify the trains that need uh, maintenance to be done to them. Again, this can take you know uh, several hours. And so what our system is really doing, and you can see it, uh, some of the videos that we have on our website, it's basically conducting that physical inspection that could take three hours or more. Uh, and now we're doing it literally at full speed at 45 to 70 miles an hour. Uh, and, and, that, and that full report, uh, can be processed and given to the customer in about 10 minutes flat uh, and can really, really increase the velocity of those trains, uh, which is a key metric uh, for all of the railroads, uh, and uh, as well as improving the overall safety uh, aspect of, of operating these these, rail, these trains. Got it. That's, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like you guys have a lot to look forward to. I want to I wanna go back a few steps. and You mentioned the profitability. So wh where do you guys stand as far as I understand, you know, this last year is maybe tough, maybe not as profitable, but looking forward, what do you expect um, to see any projections? Is the company cash flow positive? Yeah, no, good, great question. So look, when we, uh, when we get to a, an $18 million top line revenue, what that allows for us is to basically get to a break even position. Again, historically over the last couple of years, the company's not broken even it's actually lost money. Um, I, I feel very strongly based on the, Again, the pipeline that we have, along with some of the adjustments that we're making inside our operational and technical teams, we can absolutely at least break even at that $18 million mark. But what we really want to do on a go-forward basis is instead of strictly focusing on revenue, which obviously is an important metric, we want to focus more on net margin and cash. Um, so when we start talking about net margin, you know, when we get above the $18 million mark, 
let's say, up to the 22 to $25 million mark, which I think is very possible, uh, given the interest that we have in our technology. We start now getting into net margins where we should be able to hit, you know, I would say at least comfortably 12%, uh, but potentially as high as 20% if we do our job correctly here, uh, and which I've done in, in, in other companies before. More importantly is cash. Business of our size should primarily be, you know, thinking about cash. Uh, what we've done right now, as we ended, uh, as we went through the end of Q4, uh, we let's sort of, when we ended Q3 of last year, we were about four million dollars uh, cash or liquidity on the balance sheet. When we ended Q4, we were still at about four million dollars of liquidity or cash on the balance sheet. So what that meant was we're now working and operating off of our operating and net income, not trying to you know pull off of our liquidity. Uh, we were fortunate earlier this year uh, with a, a couple of our shareholders. Uh, we did a private raise. We added an additional $4.5 million onto our balance sheet. Uh, so the intent there was to strengthen our balance sheet, uh, make it uh, you know more attractive uh, to new customers. Uh, but right now, there's no intention to have to dig into that unless it's for a, a you know a positive opportunity. Uh, the business uh, on a go forward basis, and we're doing it now, will operate on on the cash that's generating from its operations. Understood. So you mentioned kind of along the lines, like if you, if you do your job, if you do it correctly, what, what does that entail for you? What are, what are the next steps? Yeah, I think next steps for us really is, uh, is continuing on a set of improvements that we've talked about. So we've done, uh, I call it, uh, again, I'm a, a former infantry officer uh, with special operations background. We call it upgunning the staff. So what we're really doing is we're, we're uh, you know, we're making some adjustments. You know, we've asked some people to leave, uh, don't particularly care to do that, but it has to be done. We're bringing in now A players that are really, uh, you know, kind of raising the level of expectations and performance. Uh, we've done that already with our hardware engineering. Uh, we brought in a number of very, very talented electrical, mechanical, uh, optical and systems engineers. And that's allowed us to uh, really accelerate uh, some of the improvements that we wanted, as well as the speeding of the delivery of some of our products on the hardware side. Um, we've done the same thing inside of our service desk, which uh, services our customers directly. Uh, and we're also making similar moves in our IT software and artificial intelligence areas. So that, along with good, solid uh, leadership and project management, uh, it's just basic block and tackle will actually improve our delivery with our current customers. They'll be much happier. That will drive future sales and, and better excitement about our, our technologies. Yeah, so it sounds like you're really in that um, mode of kind of trying to take the next step. So. I know I'm going to have my eyes to see, see what's going on with y'all. Um, my last question is, is so on the AI front, I assume you're not um, building a lot of this AI software, you know, programs in-house. Who, who are you partnered with for that? No, actually, uh, that's, we, actually that's all done in-house. So our, our software and our artificial intelligence is, uh, is self-performed, as is all of our hardware and IT engineering um, you know, and so we have, uh, again, we have a number of uh, patents and IP that we have here in the company. Um, and we've actually, we're working on two additional uh, patents right now for some new equipment that we've done. But right now that all that is performed in house. Um, we are taking a look at, um, you know, to add, if you will, capacity. Um, you know, we've identified a number of outside uh, sources on the hardware, IT, software, AI side. So uh, when we take on large customers very, very rapidly, um, we have not just a self-performance, but we can also reach outside of that and have a bench of teammates um, that can uh, help us very rapidly respond to new customers and new opportunities. Beautiful, beautiful. And then actually, I know I said that was my last question, but one more. Just do you, do you foresee any uh, you know high-speed rails, any light rails being built anytime soon in the United States? 
Yeah, I do. I think if you look at the Amtrak story right now, they're getting ready to deploy on the, on the East Coast there, um, you know, their, their Accela train. Um, that's a really big deal for Amtrak. That's a, that's, a, that's a new piece of technology for sure, a big upgrade for them. Um, you know, and then the, the infrastructure that will need to support that, I think, will be uh, will be very interesting to watch and see. And we and we're and we're hopeful that they'll be su- successful, and hopefully get to to take part in that. But uh, I I think that is an example of what you you you're, I think you're you're likely to see in uh, at least the highly populated areas. I don't know if we'll see that kind of thing maybe going coast to coast, but certainly in the higher uh, densely populated areas, uh, I, I would expect to see more of that going forward. Yeah, well, well, like I said, you know, I, I, it seems like you're, you know, you're really in that mode, ready to take the next step. So I'm going to keep my eye on this. You know, trains and railways kind of have a special place in my heart. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, which back in the day was like the original hub yeah. of uh, rails and trains. Um, at the time that the Union Station was built here, it was the biggest train station in the world. That was around the 1904s uh, World Fair. Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, technology, railroads, uh you know, they've been around for I think over 150 years. Um, and they're they're here to stay. They got great infrastructure, great leadership teams from what I've 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 met thus far, and uh, and we're 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 glad to be part of that uh, that part of that team and that industry right now. Yeah, well, thank you for joining us uh, today, Chuck, and keep us in the loop. You know, any news coming, let us know, and, and we'll we'll help you get that news out. And and yeah, like I said, I'm going to keep my eye on this. And it sounds like y'all have some really excited things going. Sure will. Thanks for your time. It was uh, good watching the show right before I came on as well. Yeah, it's, I hope I hope you tune in again. It's a fun show. We like to have fun yeah. here. Yeah, a lot of energy. Okay, thanks. All right, Chuck. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. All right, that was good, Chuck. Good, good interview, producer AB. Oh, I appreciate it, Mr. Asnick. How are we doing? Good. Um, I want to get to some stock stuff that, um, uh, yeah, no, very interesting company, and you did a good job. But I want to talk to some stock stuff with yeah, we have one of the biggest ones in my portfolio up 28% today. Which one is that? Wingstop? Nope, Wingstop is down. H A Y W. H A. You got to turn the screens, man. Oh, there. Are you going to do that? Okay, fine. Let's see. Let's go to this. Uh, 26%. Wow. So it yep. went up from about 20 bucks to. So just under 20 bucks to about 25 bucks right but now. You should, but you should change the, the scrolling thing on the bottom. It's a different thing now. This thing? Here, I'll do it. Okay. Let's see. No, the orange bar on the bottom. You had oh, oh, you had oh. the stock of the customer you had on, the client, mm-hmm. you know, not client, but whatever, the interview. So I bought HAYW because of Zinger Nation. I was big into Leslie's and two other people mentioned two other stocks. They mentioned pool and they mentioned HAYW. I guess it was a SPAC or an IPO like a month or two ago. And uh, will you look up pool, P-O-O-L? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's usually the other way around. It's usually you giving the good stocks to Zinger Nation. Now they repaid the favor a little bit. Yeah, so I bought it and um, taken off today. We were, Luke, we were Luke and I were talking earlier about he's got these Leslie calls and he was talking about maybe selling some before their earnings tonight. Uh, or before the, the company's earnings tonight, but he wanted to uh, just ride it out. So we'll I know why you say their earnings because it's easier to say, but in written, it's it. I just I want you to know that it's it when it's written. That's why that's why I tell you that. You know, 
Yeah. No, I like it. I, I like all those little gra- grammatical things. Yeah. I mean, I went to J school, so it's it's important to me too. But you know, so you went to J school. It's a Jewish school. Is that what you're saying? Journalism school. I know. I know what you're saying, but some <laughs> I did go to Jew. I did go to Jew school too. But that but was when some I was people a kid. don't know you're talking about journalism school. So you, you know, saying J school kills me because it's an abbreviation people don't necessarily know. Okay, and then um, yeah, but good job. And then um, there's a couple stocks I've got. I got killed on. I don't know where I came to. I looked at my Benzinger Pro to see if I had a note on it, but ALK, I got, I got gotten killed on. ALK. Well, that was me. Group. I, well, I didn't get killed. I have these July calls that I'm down 70% on. And this other one that it's a May 21st calls, and this one was not me. This was someone else gave it to me. I got to look at my pro account, see if it's, I can see it. ENPH. Oh, this is a, uh, I think this might be a VV play. I don't know. I got to look. Although it doesn't look to be like a biotech company, so maybe that didn't come from VV. But um, ENPH, let me see if it's on my watch list. Because I have notes on my watch list. VSTO, Voyager. Wow, yeah, this one got all the way up to 175, and now it's back down at like 127. I mean, I'm down so much on it, man. I can't even... <laughs> Uh, oh, I have calls and they expire this one. So I'm I'm going to lose on that. Right? See, when I'm up so much in the market, then I start buying these companies I don't know shit about. And this is what happens. I've had calls that have been getting absolutely crushed the past couple of weeks too. And it's frustrating because at like at one point that each of them have been up like say 10 to 20% instead of selling them. I'm like, oh, that company is going to keep going up. It's going to keep going up. My, you know, the calls are going to keep rising in value. And instead- they just start tanking and it's like I had I could have taken 15% profit on them and I didn't. Yep. And and you probably were confusing ENPH with uh KMPH Daniel just mentioned. So that's probably true. Um, <laughs> oh no, that's what that's what he's saying. No, that's yeah, he's 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 right. That's exactly right. Ukraine's having some issues this morning. You can't click on any Luke's uh interactive wasn't loading either. Yeah. Um IHG. Maybe I should get rid of IHG hotels. You know, like which, um, which I, one was that? I bought. I bought twenty thousand of Caesars yesterday before earnings. By the way, S Z C Z R dude Caesars. I bought that at ninety five yesterday, about twenty five thousand, and I sold half of it for a six percent gain. Um, yeah, I thought there was no way that they were going to miss earnings, and you know, and so it was a, so I was up like two thousand dollars. Now I have a hundred shares left. That's kind of kind of wild if you look at like pre-COVID, Caesars was only trading at about seventy bucks, and now it's all the way at a hundred. Like, I thought it was a, even trading lower than seventy. You no, know? um, let's see, right about yeah, sixty-nine. But it's just it's just surprising seeing a company like that being what thirty percent higher than its pre-COVID levels. But you, like the Leslie's I've been talking about, and we're up 30%. But then some people got hurt yesterday on Upwork because they didn't take off stuff and went to 53, 50, 49. It hit 36 today. So Bill Big D probably picked up some more. Um, I had some May options that just like what we talked about, I should have sold my May options. I did not. Um, I still have my smaller position, but it was at 36. So. Um, you know, um, and and Cal's talking to you. What's it? He wants you to have a professional look. Um, 
Oh, he's liking your new look. He's liking your new look. He's liking it, man. You got a compliment. So I'm proud of yeah. you. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, we'll 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 be back for more Power Hour tomorrow. Stick, stick around for Get Technical with Neil.